we do wrestle against flesh and blood, as well as principalities called astral bodies. Rene Taro. We are coming up on the anniversary of the end of the Rwandan genocide. For the Western Internet, the Rwandan genocide took place from April 7 to July 15, 1994, primarily between the Hutu and Tutsi tribes. There was a long history of tensions between the two tribes prior to this time, and previous genocidal type events. One of the accepted definitions of genocide is the deliberate killing of a large group of people, especially those of a particular ethnic group or nation. This happens in all countries, to include America, however I was first introduced to the Rwandan genocide when I stumbled upon the book Left to Tell by Immaculate Ilibagiza. The story struck me and has kept my attention for many years, prompting me to watch subsequent movies, documentaries, interviews, etc., about the event and the proceeding, as well as resulting national trauma and healing. It has prompted me to look at the astrological events of that season and what may have triggered the event from a star and planet standpoint or not. Mercury, Mars, Saturn, Jupiter, Chiron and Ceres all played parts, basically many planets were involved and an old brewing situation had set the stage. Mercury 26 degrees 19 Pisces, in house 9. Mercury aspects. Mercury conjunction Mars orb plus 2 degrees 01. Mercury trine Pluto orb 1 degrees 22. Mercury sextile Uranus orb plus 0 degrees 12. Mercury sextile Neptune orb plus 3 degrees 03. Mercury trine North node orb plus 1 degrees 54. Mercury sextile Ceres orb 4 degrees 31. Mercury conjunction Pallas orb plus 9 degrees 34. I will speak of the planets and asteroids as gods. The god of communication the overall voice in the minds of personalities on Earth, Mercury, was angry and warlike, hostile even, though not completely logical in Pisces, ruling the twelfth house of secret enemies. His emotions ran high, and though he whispered to all of the world, those parts of the world that were already vulnerable fell for the speech, as was Rwanda who just exited a five-year civil war. Mercury wanted change, was ready to do the work and was not concerned about legalities. He wanted warlike, legal change in a big way, the final solution and extermination of the Tutsis of Rwanda. The people of Rwanda were vulnerable, which goes to show that we all play a big part in how we respond to the stars and planets. Other countries like Malaysia, South Africa and Finland made changes in that year also, though less physically violent, at least at that time. Radio Rwanda and Hutu Power Media played roles in being used by Mercury to get the violent message to the masses. Hutus are a tribe that are primarily Bantu origin from the Central Africa region. Some say they were the first inhabitants of Rwanda. Others say the Twi or Pygmy people were the original settlers. The Tutsi who were mostly derived out of East and Northern Africa were newer, though they had been in Rwanda for one hundreds of years and are also of Bantu origin. It is said they had been tribal rulers who subjected Hutus to a system that gave the Hutus less power and wealth than the Tutsis, however this could be a story that is partly pushed by world leaders to get the blame for the genocide and fighting off of Belgium. The infighting did not begin until Belgium authorities began measuring skulls, passing out high-level jobs to the Tutsis and issuing ID cards of privilege. The Belgian-instituted ID cards have since been scrapped as they contributed to these tensions. Per current Rwandan President Paul Kagame, there are now laws in place to prevent inciting of the public and the use of divisionism, ethnic hatred, and genocide ideology, and these laws are strictly enforced. 
Some members of the European media have accused Kagame of using these laws to silence critics. I am being fair to both the European media and Kagame by reporting each side's point of view. I actually side with Kagame on this due to the sensitive nature of tribal tensions in the region. The country has official, peaceful remembrance ceremonies, however, due to the situation, they want to remain in control of these remembrances. Chiron's retrograde in Virgo set up the circus and displays how aspects can influence U.S. for months after they occur. Chiron 3 degrees 23 Virgo, in 6th house of jobs and careers. Chiron aspects. Moon opposite Chiron orb 4 degrees 22. Saturn opposite Chiron orb 4 degrees 37. Venus trine Chiron orb 3 degrees 31. Pluto square Chiron orb 5 degrees 41. Chiron trine Vesta orb plus 5 degrees 03. Chiron is not a planet, but a highly influential and energetic asteroid, currently influencing the mental health epidemic in the West. When moving direct, he helps us to endure sufferings and causes us to see where we need to be healed, thereby helping us to heal others who have similar wounds. When he is retrograde, he has the opposite effect and in April 1994, when he was retrograde, he helped to enhance the lawlessness in the country during the genocide. His work began in December 1993 where he influenced Mercury to go rogue and where he invoked the rhetoric that programmed neighbors to turn against each other. He convinced many Hutus that in order to get wealth, vengeance and justice, they must not listen to their emotions, but they could gain quick financial gain, Venus 6 degrees 55 Taurus, and turn their lives around by destroying their neighbors. Chiron promised the Hutus they could keep the goods of the people they killed, thereby healing their poverty. Chiron was motivated by the ability to obtain quick wealth through killings, rather than by hard work. Chiron convinced killers that the new wealth that had been kept from them for generations was due to them. This is how dangerous a retrograde Chiron can be. On that exact day on April 7, Saturn was ready for a new beginning. Saturn 8 degrees 00 Pisces, 12th house of secret enemies. Saturn aspects. Moon conjunction Saturn orb plus 0 degrees 14. Venus sextile Saturn orb 1 degrees of a 5. Jupiter trine Saturn orb 4 degrees 31. Saturn trine ascendant orb plus 5 degrees 31. Saturn opposite Chiron orb 4 degrees 37. Saturn is the beautiful planet that can be seen from Earth, and who has rings around him. I like to think of these rings as a jail cell. When Saturn is retrograde, you can say the chains are loosed and that is what I would have expected to find during this genocide, however that did not happen until May 12th and by then, hundreds of thousands of Tutsis are reported to have been killed already. Saturn doesn't seem to have communicated too much with Chiron, but he was influenced by Venus. It appears that in the case of Saturn, the love of money is truly the root of all evil and the killers of the Tutsis were the ones that had shared meals with them in their homes. HTTPS colon slash slash u2 dot b slash x4 os wk9 x t equals 2230. Since all fingers are pointing to Venus, let's look at her. Venus 6 degrees 57 Taurus, in second house of money. Venus aspects. Moon sextile Venus orb 1 degrees 11. Venus sextile Saturn orb 1 degrees 03. Venus opposite Jupiter orb 5 degrees 34. Venus conjunction midheaven orb plus 7 degrees 51. Venus trine Chiron orb 3 degrees 33. Venus conjunction Vesta orb plus 8 degrees 36. I've seen Venus ugly side a time or two. 
Seems that when she is aspected in a negative light, she can be somewhat devious, but it always takes a village to get the job done. Honestly, Venus can't bear the thought of lacking money and will resort to armed robbery if needed. Whatever was happening in the world at that time, a desire for riches and wealth was strong in Rwanda. Based on historic records on Western Internet, the 21-year presidency of Juvenal Habyarimana of Rwanda had not brought the economic benefits that were expected by the Hutus and created more of a dictatorship. This is partly the reason nobody knows who shot his plane down. A bit of history because we love it. Rwanda had just come out of five years of civil war. Reportedly, GDP declined in three out of the five years, and even with the Rwandan civil war of 1990, the fight was primarily between the Hutus and Tutsis. Tutsis had been displaced in the 1959-62 Rwandan Revolution and the Tutsis had formed the Rwandan Patriotic Front or RPF, which also included Hutu sympathizers. The funny thing is that I cannot find who financed the RPF, which fought against the Rwandan armed forces representing the government of Rwanda. It could have been any of the countries trying to rid themselves of Rwandan refugees or even European countries who'd used a precursor of RPF to rid Uganda of Idi Amin Dada Umi. Interesting note, Idi Amin had given himself the title, CBE or Conqueror of the British Empire. He broke relations with the West and joined up with the Soviet Union, Zaire and Libya, basically every nation that said F the West, and wanted to unify Africa. He threatened Tanzania, and you know how Great Britain feels about her. You do the math. It's funny that in my household growing up, we used to call all bossy people Idi Amin, but we had no clue why. I used to think he was a cannibal, Idi all men. What's ironic is he started out as an army cook. Keep in mind the 1960s was a time of decolonization, sort of, and many military leaders became heads of state and that without experience. In 2014 the late preacher Miles Monroe of the Bahamas was headed to Africa to assist leaders with understanding how to properly govern, pass the baton and train youth. Monroe had the attention of African leaders and he died in a plane crash just before going to the first conferences, yet I digress. We are determined to make the ordinary Ugandan master of his own destiny and, above all, to see that he enjoys the wealth of his country. Our deliberate policy is to transfer the economic control of Uganda into the hands of Ugandans, for the first time in our country's history. Idi Amin and the Persecution of Minorities Questions that came across my mind in my study of Rwanda 1. Why has such a small country as Rwanda had so much turmoil in their region? Are there other factors not related to race division that need to be sorted out? 2. When will Africa do as Idi Amin proposed in the earlier quote? 3. What will it take for Africa to be free when Europeans and Asians have so many financial interests in the region? 4. Do non-Africans plan to take every single gem and mineral out of Africa? 5. Is it possible that Africa can keep her country's borders open to other continents and remain safe? I want to visit Rwanda because I know it is a beautiful place. I do hope Rwandans can keep peace and become a true one nation. Rev. Renee.